one thing that I find strange is that I think that hustle culture is also a means to an end. It's just that, uh, and they probably want to also live in like the anti-hustle cultures, uh, mm. slow living, you know, or other terms like maybe retire early. I don't dream of labor. Still life movements like the anti-hustle culture promotes. It's just that for the hustle culture people, they think that to achieve this, you need a certain base. Maybe salary, hmm. and that's why they hustle or income, yeah, and that's what maybe causes them to work so hard and at the neglect of like their loved ones or their health, hmm. yeah. So that's what I found strange is hmm. that at the end of the day, both sides are like seeking like yeah, right, yeah, right. kind of like similar things whereby they want to maybe be happy, live a life where they have full of choice and freedom, hmm. yeah, right. but. Maybe the, I, the problem that I saw with the anti-hustle culture movement is that it propagated not working uh, too much. Yeah, mm. And I do think that, like Tina mentions in her video, like hard work is necessary for financial or monetary success if that mm. is something you are looking for. So like how like the problem can be solved is just to like ask yourself what you want, I guess. Like, mm whether you do want monetary success or not because that, that, that may determine like your approach towards whether you should hustle not hustle mm. yeah and like how you just spend your time mm. yeah. okay so we kind of established that hustle culture is also uh, a way of getting let's say monetary value right but then we also said that at the same time it does seem like no matter which side you're on you still just want to have a relaxing life. Or, or right. I, I mean, for the hustle culture people, it's, it's later on. Whereas right. for the anti-hustle culture people, it's it's now. Right. Like, you know, live in, in the present, let's say. Yeah. So, there's the welfare part and then there's the monetary value part. Now, I was just thinking, isn't the, the monetary part also kind of the the means, I guess? It's like hustle, get money, then relax. Money still means. Yeah. Right. So, Whereas for the other side, right? Okay, so hustle, get money, relax. That seems quite reasonable to me. Whereas on the other side, it seems more like relax. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So in, in that sense, where would my relaxation come from? And I think that's where the hustle culture people will not be able to understand where you can get this sense of security from uh, this this relaxation period. Yeah, and, and I think it's a fair criticism. Like, if your goal is to relax, how are you going to do that uh, without at least some form of uh, security, like financially? Mm. Yeah. And then I think Tina also says that actually it's, it's all a facade, right? That um, the only reason they can relax in this manner is because so they, they will, the yeah, either they have the, they already have the capital or they were hustling to get these right, videos right. out. So yeah. she quotes like influencers, like TikTokers, YouTubers mm. who promote this like romanticization of the anti-hustle life the very it's a very like aesthetic presentation of how you can live your life and people are very drawn to that uh, I think especially in modern day and um, yeah the problem she has with it which I agree with is that uh, lo- lots of these influencers kind, kind of have a strong financial backing mm. 
through their YouTube videos, through their sponsorships, yeah. ETC, and yeah, they do have to work hard behind the scenes, yeah. like if, like to make their videos and all that, and that's not something that you see. Mm. Yeah, so it's quite ironic as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So I think right now we have a we have a very nice conclusion, which is. Uh, of course, to strike a balance, um, yeah. yeah, and I think uh, Tina does summarize it very well in terms of uh, getting your priorities right. So, if you have your priorities right, it's very easy for you to understand how you need to get there and right. exactly how much work you need to get there. Yeah. Okay. So that being said, right, I want to draw this to a different scenario. So right now we're all we're thinking about like you know uh, very. I would say like idealistic uh, scenarios about life and goals and mm. what we want to do. So what about a scenario that you don't have this freedom? So one of my uh, realizations like, is that the generation above us places so much emphasis on uh, hustling, let's say, uh, doing well, getting good grades, because that's all they had when they were in school back when Singapore was still a third world country, when we were like dirt poor and all we had were our hands and our brains to get ourselves out of there. Um, it seems to me like, and, and this is um, what my dad always told me last time, he said that he had no choice in terms of what he wanted to study. He just had to pick the one thing that uh, would, would bring money in. And then uh, from there he, well, he was successful and, and thank God for that. But um, that's the thing. He wasn't able to choose. And so just like uh, hustle culture, I think sometimes there is no choice. Uh, I mean, for us, when our, if our parents are fortunate, fortunate enough to uh, amass a fortune and then give us the liberty to choose what we would like with some uh, financial security, uh, it, it's, it's fine. But you know, for, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's reasonable to, for some people to have no choice but to hustle. Right. You I mean, I mean. Yeah. For the large part of Singaporeans, you would have to work at least a nine to five, mm. five days a week to sustain enough to live in the expensive Singapore. Yeah. Yeah, and if that in itself is considered hustling, then not hustling would be very difficult. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I mean, um, so here's what I want to ask. Maybe this is more of a personal question, but have you ever felt the the need to hustle, I would say? I I wouldn't even call it hustle because it's like the baseline level, maybe. Like the pressure. Yeah, the pressure, essentially. Yeah. I mean, has it been a problem for you? Like, a cat's wise. I know that a lot of my friends, they have parents who are like, 
mm. oh it's like medicine or nothing mm, right. but then for me my parents are like oh it's like whatever you're interested in and they mm. give me like the autonomy to choose because they know that I enjoy learning and since I enjoy learning I should probably have some sense of direction mm. as to where I want to go with that mm. so they're like okay I, I give like it's probably like completely hands off like for my parents what with your peers though? I think peers wise, oh, because, okay, because I went to a school where most people, uh, I think they're all quite academically strong. Mm. So I think, uh, I think especially right now that I'm in university, that I can really feel it because everyone is like, it's like the cream of the crop from like poly and JCs, mm. so like the best of the best is in uni. And then when they all go in, it's bell curved. Mm. So it really, like, it's not just working hard, it's working extra, extra hard. Mm. To get an A is like, insane amount level of work. So I think like right now, I can really feel it as compared to maybe in like primary school, secondary, or JC. But, um, yeah, but I think then it comes back to the fact that you have to really take a step back and to really assess like, why are you hustling? Mm. Like, what do you want out of hustling out of this university experience? Because like, unlike your JC or secondary school years, university you're pouring thousands of dollars, mm. and you gotta be really, uh, you gotta really re- reflect carefully on exactly why you're spending this much money on a university experience. Like, mm. is it really just to get that GPA, to get like five point Mm. Or do you want other experiences out of your university life? So I think for me, first year was really tough. Because mm. all my seniors are like, oh, you got to get 4.5 and above. you got to graduate with that to get into master's. Then maybe to get into a PhD. But I think now, starting year two, like scaling back and beginning to realise that this isn't everything that I want from my uni experience. Mm. That I also want CCAs. I also want to network. I also want to consider internship opportunities. So for me now, as much as hustling was important in year one, to get to set the foundation right. Yeah, because if you get a 4.0 GPA and above, it gets you access to a lot of things like overseas exchange, research programs, mm. and yeah, like you can have a double major as well. They sent me an email earlier this mm. like a few weeks ago to like, oh, do you want a double major? Because you got 4.0 and above. But I think after that, you realise that, hey, like beyond that 4.0, I want my resume, my CV, portfolio, whatever, to have more substance than that 5.0 grade. Yeah, so I think I'm scaling back from the hustle culture, but not to the extent that I'm like, not hustling at all. Mm. So again, it's finding the balance. Okay, so over there, you you name quite a few push-pull factors for hustling, actually. And I mean, that, that's part of life, lah, but... So, I... From there, I gather... Okay, so, of course, there's a... Potential influence from family, from... Uh, f- competition from friends. But then you also talked about... Um, the, the monetary aspect of it. As in, not the... Having to earn money in the future, but... Uh, the fact that you've already invested money into this education, so you don't want to waste it, per se. Yeah, and then you also talked about... Um, uh, the fact that your grade is uh, influences a lot about your opportunities next time in terms of maybe a job or internship. Yeah. So actually I realised uh, there are a lot of 
things that have been put in place that are directly impacted by how hard you work, essentially. It's like, um, I mean, you always hear that we live in a, a meritocracy, right? Meritocracy. So um, the, the merit that you have is what gets you to the next level, gives you opportunities. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, I think we can re- revisit this. Uh, what about you? Do, you? do you feel like you had a lot of pressure? Uh, I mean, I think I'm largely similar with hmm. Phoebe. Like, my parents didn't set any ex- academic expectations for me, and hmm. I'm very grateful for that, because I feel that it gave me the liberty to explore what I want. Hmm. Somehow, what I wanted was kind of to hustle a bit, and then I guess it turned out well, like, for my, my, my parents' like, favour also. Hmm. Like, because I think parents do want their child to uh, do well, like mm. especially like uh, in school and stuff. But it takes a lot of discipline for them to not impose mm. yeah. like standards and like, oh, you must get to medicine, you have to do well and you know, mm. get like 250 for PSLE, etc. Yeah, and so the parents part for me wasn't really an issue. Mm. Then for peers, right, I feel that, okay, Parental pressure for others, maybe like friends that you might know, uh, whose parents want them to be doctors and lawyers. Like, it's harder to get around because as much of an Asian value uh, working hard and doing well in school is, there's another big Asian value of filial piety, piety. Mm, yeah, right. and so it's hard to not follow your parents' wishes mm. in our culture. But for the friend part, right? I really think that a lot of the onus is on us to like approach academics with an active mindset in that the grade is not the end all and mm. that there are more important things in life. So uh, like similar to her, I, I, I do think that it boils down to balance and finding your goals in life, like what you want to achieve mm. and what's important to you, whether it be spending time with your family, your friends, or if working is really hard, it's important to you then Sure. Yeah. Mm. So, I think that uh, balancing the friend aspect, the peer pressure aspect, uh, you should be taking active steps towards mm. like not getting pulled in and sucked into the system or of uh, I have to do well in order mm. to get to the next stage. Yeah. Mm. But do you think it's hard given that like things like bell curve exist? Right. Like because okay, like on one hand you could like, tell yourself that you don't want to be influenced by how well your friends are doing. But at the same time, not only does it affect you psychologically, it actually tangibly affects you. Like, now if my friends are doing well, I'm going to do badly. Not because I felt like I'm doing badly, but because I really am doing badly. Yeah. I mean, I think that is true, Mm. but, and if that is the case, right, I do think that maybe if you want to do well, your desire is to do well, then you should put in substantial effort mm. in order to get what you want. But in a lot of cases of peer, dr- peer pressure and competition, right, uh, it's more of one uh, thing to be the best mm. instead of one thing to get to where you want. Okay. And trying to be the best for the sake of being the best is a very Singaporean thing. Mm. And I think it drives the competitive nature and hence peer pressure in our school. So I guess you have to find out like if you don't, if you don't like work hard enough, whether or not you won't get a job because you don't meet the bell curve at all, or whether or not maybe you get 
third instead of first in class. Yeah. Yeah, you have right. to figure out like the difference because it's mm. like I think it's quite important. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I think you explained it quite well in terms of, uh, I guess, differentiating between the hidden, hidden uh, desires, let's say. Um, yeah. So you, you could find this middle ground where you're not like terribly failing the class, uh, but at the same time, you're not overstressing yourself because you're not the, the very best uh, of the cohort. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think for myself, uh, I... I would say as well that I'm very fortunate not to have parental pressure. My my parents, my parents are, are very interesting because they, they, pressure me, uh, in terms of like, not in terms of how will I do for the grades, but how do I say this? Like, more of a day to day kind of thing. I don't know. So like whether you've done homework, yeah, kind of less than, <coughs> not so much like, uh. Why didn't you get like ninety percent for the right. exam? I think yeah. they have more pressuring you on like the aspect of working hard rather than actually doing mm. well. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, for me, I, I think, I, I think like, I've always been a more obedient child. So, mm. I would usually just like follow them. Uh, my mom says do something, I'll just do it lah. So, I, I never felt this like, like resistance to to just sit back and relax. Like if my mom told me to do my work, I'll actually just. Oh, okay, okay, I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> then I'll just do my work, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's evident la, that, that uh, no matter where we are, even if it's not from parents, uh, friends and all, there's still, there's still some level of, of push and pull for, uh, for us la, in society to, to hustle. So, okay, I don't really want to criticize uh, the way that Singapore has been, uh, I guess, structured for merit. But, um, yeah, at the same time, I, I also don't really want to say that it's, it's fine. Because, like, I definitely know that there are experiences that I've never had to experience. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely privileged enough that my parents are not so worried if I uh, don't get into a good school, right. that kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. I think that a building block of a Singapore system was Nikon Yu. Hmm. And because I recently read like, and watched interviews of, with, with him, and one of the things he said was that, I quote, Singaporeans must take to heart one simple fact. Unless we improve ourselves through education and training, and through developing the will to be productive, our future cannot be assured. Mm. And it's a very strong statement showing that we need to like uh, work hard, we need to be productive, we need to mm. do well in order for Singapore to progress. Mm. Yeah. So I guess ever since Lady Kuan Yu uh, and the future generation leaders, uh, the system hasn't really changed. Mm. It's still been preaching a very, uh, you have to work hard, even though our economy has grown like massively. Yeah. I mean, I would say that we, we owe this current success to yeah, this current. mentality. I, I, I do think so as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you, do you think that we might end up progressing into an era where uh, maybe working super hard isn't the, the new priority? Because, okay, there's no, there is no like, life or death kind mm -hmm. of push factor anymore. So, and, and, okay, so I've thought about this before. It's like, my parents work hard so that I can have a good life, so that... I won't be 
as limited in the future as uh, as they they were. So I think to myself, okay, so I'm gonna take this opportunity that they've given to me that they've worked so hard for, so that I can make the best of it, like, You know, pursue what I really want to pursue without any limitations or worries, that kind of thing. So right now we're at a stage where our forefathers, let's say, have worked, you know, really hard to make sure that our current Singapore is where it is today. Should we then be seeing a change in the way we approach uh, the kind of things we add to society? Because we can't all be uh, doctors, right. for example, right? Let, let's, like now there are people who are pursuing music, for example, in Singapore. The music scene is growing, the art scene is growing, uh, and these are all things you can only pursue if the country itself is has enough bandwidth to deal with, um, yeah, non financial things like essentially, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think we're we're starting to see an era that's like that now. Yeah. Okay, so like Singapore system of meritocracy has been largely rewarding for people who do well academically. Mm. And in recent years, maybe more sports as well. Sports, mm. uh, you see the edge you save, the, the, I haven't gotten one in a long time. <laughs> the sports related, etc. But I actually think that while the arts and uh, what's that? music schemes, are, scenes are, are widening, mm. that Singapore's reward system for people who have interest in pursuing those fields are still quite limited. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, I think that in order to encourage uh, young young talent or young people to uh, pursue these things, right, the platform that uh, is and the opportunities that are given to them have to be increased. Hmm. And I mean, this even includes sports. Uh, like, there's been the there's always been the debate about like whether a very uh, high flying sportsman should be allowed to differ from national uh, service, right. yeah. etc. Yeah, and those are like the. Um, dilemmas that Singapore has worked with mm. when uh, thinking about letting people pursue their other interests or looking at national interests mm. as the number one priority. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I don't really know what the future holds for this because, uh, okay, maybe it's just me being like meta again, but, <laughs> you know, like, have you heard of this, like, uh, the, the, the concept that uh, tough times create tough men and uh, tough men create easy times and easy times create weak men which create <laughs> tough sad. times and then it, it goes like this and, and it, it's true like, it just, it, it's just a thing it's a phenomenon that happens and repeats itself across history uh, but okay, I know we're going a bit off topic here but it's, it's like how uh, our forefathers were tough men who created uh, easy times for us right now and then, this is related to hustle culture because a lot of the people that say that they want to have an easy life, uh, who want to stop hustling, it's because they live in a time where they don't have to hustle. Right. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's kind of the first signs of the, the weak man phase in the sense that, <laughs> like, like, okay, like, no, I'm not trying to say that they're weak, but I'm trying to say that the attitude of uh, let's, let's take things uh, for granted is, is, uh, is a weak man kind of... Uh, mentality la, and which is why uh, a lot of the times um, I've actually spent trying to think about 
how can you stop yourself from falling into this uh, weak man stage? If, like, maybe not at a societal level, but at a personal level. How can you prevent yourself from uh, not taking the things you have for granted and instead uh, striving at a, at a balanced amount that you, know, you are pushing your boundaries, but at the same time uh, not pushing yourself too far? Yeah. This is a, it's a yeah. Oh, that's, that's intense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Just just thinking out loud, lah. We move into a time where, uh, you know, it becomes so easy that everybody decides not to do anything, to, uh, let's say, improve society. Then, uh, yeah, lah. I mean, there will be a lack of. How would I say? Well, you just be complacent. Yeah, correct. It will go down. Yeah. Yeah, I think that complacent is a important word. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I guess, I don't know, I'm not really sure on how to answer your question, mm. but. It's okay, yeah. <laughs> give a proposition, right, as to how to, uh, at an individual level, mm. stay as a tough man. Mm then that would be to remind myself not to be complacent. And in order to do, to do that, right, I guess I would need uh, maybe several sources um, to look back at history and to see where we once were. Mm. And then we should not allow our country to sit back to that state. Mm. To see third world countries around the world that are still present and uh, that Singapore is something not, not something to be taken for granted. Mm. Yeah. So I think... Those two are very solid reminders are uh, important in, I guess, like, keeping me not complacent, mm. maybe. Yeah, I've never actually thought of, like, that, that uh, yeah. concept. Actually, I feel like if you look at the current Singapore context, mm. you feel like we are being, becoming more complacent. Because I feel like mm. the idea of complacency is nearer to the anti-hustle culture part rather than the hustle. Mm. Yeah, and right now is. in Singapore, I still see a lot more on the hustle culture mm. part rather than empty. Mm. Yeah. Because okay. I think it's the idea that Singapore still doesn't have like all those like natural resources and our mm. only resource is still our manpower, which mm. is the same as like decades back. So we're still capitalizing mm. on the same thing. So if right now if we become complacent, it's quite obvious that maybe our economy may not be mm. progressing. I think there's like a direct link between our manpower and the economy right now. Mm-hmm. So we cannot become complacent. And that's why I think the government is still pushing really hard for us to work hard, like productivity. Mm-hmm. Singapore as an Asian society is still definitely on the hustle culture side mm-hmm. rather than the weak man part. Yeah, I, I agree with you, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think the when we talk about the anti-hustle culture stuff, I think we, most of the examples we have are from overseas. Like the, the influencers are like, like Western influencers. Western. And I mean, as with all, uh, societal phenomena uh, it usually happens in the west first and it it, it, it slowly media is strong yeah it happens in the west and it slowly uh, has a ripple effect like into you know maybe like the eastern parts and then uh, Singapore experienced it maybe in a 10 year delay for example <laughs> yeah that kind of thing so uh, yeah I definitely agree with you that right now we are still very much uh, in the hustle mindset uh, in schools and things like that so yeah, I'm just very interested to see how how it plays out in the future. 
how our generation would treat our kids in terms of uh, what we tell them uh, in, you know, they can achieve. Yeah, and how hard we want to push them. Because I guarantee you that our generation will definitely be less pressurizing on our children, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's interesting that when you brought this up, to like look at how the education system right now is changing. Hmm. I don't know if you're kept up with like the latest news. PSLE. Yeah, PSLE is changing. Yeah, and then even, I think for the kid that I'm tutoring now, it's so confusing. Like she showed me how the great boundaries work. And then like the top A is like, it's like a five or 10 mark boundary. Primary school is it? Yeah, primary school. And then as it goes lower, the great boundaries are like wider and wider. Hmm. And I got so confused. Like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? So maybe there's only A, B, C, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F. Yeah, there's D, but yeah. D is like... Everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. So the, the worst you can do is get a D. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. So like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because at first I thought it was like, oh, like, that's so, it, it's quite bad. Because like, you mm. really wouldn't know where you stand. But then also at the same time, that's the whole point. Yeah. To make sure you don't know where you stand. So the okay. parents won't compare like, mm. oh, you got a D, my son also got a D. Because like, <laughs> yeah. the great boundary is like Correct. so wide. It's like getting a B. Yeah, correct. They got rid of mid-year yeah. exams. I remember. So now there's weighted assessment. And then I think by 2024 or 2025, even that will become mm. non-weighted. Mm. So only the finals count. Mm. So like, the way we're shifting, it feels like we're shifting yeah. towards less of a hustle mindset. But whether it's effective or not in the long mm. run, I'm still not sure. Yeah, I mean, me yeah. too. I yeah, oh wait, and yeah. then the NA, the normal, normal street and express are combined. Oh, oh yeah, wow. gonna, yeah, I didn't know that was They're going to remove bending. They're going to change that to subject bending. Mm. Oh, wow. So is That's that a good thing or not a good thing? Mm. To have like such a wide range of abilities in one class, mm. but also oh. to give them equal opportunities. The CNA has such a discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had this discussion, but now it's happening. Yeah, they're putting it into process. Yeah, so it's going to happen, I think, later. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know how that's gonna work. Yeah, because mm. there's pros and cons also. Yeah, I think they, they put the pros and the cons on the weighing scale. You can see uh, <laughs> safer uh, issues. Because mm. I think that's like, especially during the T score time, the T score period, oh, yeah. uh, there was just too much over fixation on the score. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think something had to be done about that. Mm. So, and with one step taken, which is like a removal of T score, I guess like Singapore government can see how things continue to play out and mm. implement more and more changes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I actually I have a lot of faith in our government actually in yeah. terms of like, observing <laughs> these things. Yeah. I do think that they take a lot of things into consideration. Mm. Yeah. And I mean they have a very uh country first uh, yeah. kind of policy making uh to guide to guide the actions mm. and the decisions yeah so i think and they they'll try and make what is best for uh, general population mm. yeah. yeah but 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they are yeah, even more like, measures. Yeah, there's a lot. Like they, mm-hmm. I, I feel like in the next few years, they might implement even more. Mm. I was like, there seems to be a lot of changes coming up right now. Mm. Yeah. Like how that shifts the hustle culture of like the next generation. Mm. It might be interesting to see. Yeah. Be very different from our generation. She has yeah. something that I notice with the schemes, like the T-score removal and stuff. Mm. They remove um, how students and parents perceive the score and make it broader and less uh, mm. specific. Yeah. But they don't. that doesn't actually change the way they regrade the students because they still, at the end of the day, they still have to send different the kids that do better to so-called better schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Yeah, considering that some schools are better than others. Huh? Uh, mm. Yeah, but, and so in order to do that, there still should, it probably is a way whereby schools, like, uh, score these children uh, more specifically. And so, like, um, like, at the end of the day, I think the pressure would still be there. Mm. Because parents who want their child to do well enough to still become a doctor, to still become a lawyer, even though they don't know the score, mm. yeah, yeah. they will still want their kid to maybe uh, achieve such excellence. Mm. And uh, I think that pressure would deplete completely. But okay. the what will deplete is like extreme comparison. Yes, yeah, comparison. Between the parents. Mm. And I think that's a good thing. Actually, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now that you mention it, they really only got rid of the comparison element. Uh, yeah. The, Mainly that, yeah. yeah. And and, I mean, comparison does contribute to the hustle part, but it's, mm. it's like, yeah. I mean, going back to the way my parents dealt with me, it, it felt like, uh, it was pressure during, and then after, it was like, okay, you did your best, okay. you know. So, it's in the same way. If you get rid of the comparison, it's not so much a, why didn't you do as well as your your uh, peers, but more of. Uh, do your best during the time that you're studying and then afterwards it's like you do your best you know I'm gonna be happy with that that kind of thing right. Min- that's yeah. a good healthy balance mm. yeah yeah and, and it's, it's kind of an assurance as well because you know that they really only want you to do your best uh, and not that they are focused on this number let's say at the end so it's like it's not, the number isn't the beyond and all of uh, yeah. your your work you know yeah. I think it's quite funny because like the uh, the child tutoring right now, like, the mom is quite worried, but at the same time she doesn't know how the new PSLE system is working. Mm. So she only vaguely knows that she wants her child to work hard mm. and do well. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't know what do well would be now mm. the new PSLE system. Right. Yeah, I don't know what she should score, but she should get the MG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> she's I just know she she kind of does not understand this topic and then she needs to do better and I'm like, oh, okay and then I think like even when she, her Chinese her Chinese was great and then she would just be like the paper is great but the oral she doesn't seem to know how to speak very well but then like the marks wise right, she doesn't know the specifics mm. and there's also the thing where I think her school specifically once they give the marks they take it for some scores they take it back immediately on that day itself so mm. for like I think oral the mom didn't see the results. Wow. Yeah, so it's just for the child to see. Yeah. I was like, can't can see the results. And then the, 
the child was like, the teacher did not release the result. Like, we cannot take it back. From the parents start asking, hey, take picture. Yeah. Take picture. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, clearly I didn't receive the picture, so like, the parents also don't know. Yeah, so it's mm. up to the child whether or not she wants to share the parents. But I think the main paper, the the mom knows the results. But that, like, at the end, I don't know her oral results. I just know that her speaking abilities is not great from mm. the way she talks to me. So I was like, oh, okay. Mm. I think that the metric for comparison is completely like, just yeah. like, <laughs> disappeared. Yeah. That's great. I think it's great. Yeah, so the mom is kind of confused right now. It's quite amusing. Wow. Yeah. It's quite interesting to see how the policies have changed la, over time. Yeah, where we're headed.